Hello and welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. My name is Tafara Butai. Did you know that God is inside Kairos moments, divine connections, favor, unmerited strength for his children, for the marketplace? I like to call all of this God's grace in the marketplace. And so on this podcast, that's what we're going to be talking about and many other subjects. Let's check out today's podcast. Good evening and welcome to yet another episode of Grace in the Marketplace. Man, I'm excited that uh, all of you guys could join us tonight for another episode of uh, this hangout where we talk about all things grace. Hey, God has blessed us. He has given us his grace and uh, the grace of God. I know a lot of you are just familiar with the saving grace of God, but there's also an empowering uh, grace of God. The grace of God also refers to our giftings, you know, the things that the Lord has uh, blessed us with uh, that we can do in the marketplace to uh, impact nations, to change people's lives. Ultimately, God has given us power to transform nations and transform cities. And so that's what we're going to be talking about and many other things. And so tonight we have a guest, uh, one of my good friends as a question uh, right here from Johannesburg. His name is Ben uh, Notman. And we're going to uh, go over there to, to Ben and uh, let it rip. So Ben, uh, why don't you shoot and ask your question, brother? Thanks, my friend. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Hey, um, I think before I say or ask my question, I just want to honor you, Safari. You've really impacted my life. I think the Lord has worked through you just to show me grace in the marketplace, and it's, it has changed my life uh, and been so impactful uh, to me. So I appreciate this. I appreciate what you're doing, and I know everybody's going to be blessed through this. So so my question, uh, which you've answered before, but I, I'll, I'll open it up in this forum so other people can think of the same thing. But my question is how, like when I got saved, um, I was already in business. I've always had favor, always uh, done really well. I've just grown from glory to glory in business. And when I got saved, the first thing I thought of was, wow, to be a Christian, if you want to succeed in the Christian world, Obviously, you must become a pastor, <laughs> like you, Tafara, yeah. or preach from the podium, or you know that that means you're actually successful in in the the Christian world. And and man, oh man, um, was was I wrong? You know, you you can truly be uh, successful as a Christian in the business world as well. So my question to you is, as a business person and being gifted and talented and favoured in the business world. How do we tie that up to to really laying our lives down for the Lord and uh, living a life that just serves Him in full capacity? Like I'll do anything for the Lord. Where, where is the best place that I can serve Him? Is it is it only in the church, or can I really serve Him in in the marketplace, in the business world? Oh, thanks a lot, Ben, for the question tonight. We're going to attempt to answer that that question. And then we will go to uh, all the different other things that we have to talk about tonight. God bless you, brother. And so uh, Ben here is asking, is full-time ministry the only way to serve God? And uh, the, answer, the answer to that is certainly no. That's the answer to that. It's certainly no. Uh, God has given us different graces. He has uh, 
and, and, and really the, the instruction that we get uh, from the Lord with all these different graces that we received is to be good stewards uh, of these different graces. And these graces take many faces. Mm. You know, there are some who are called to be in the, in the so-called full-time ministry, traditionally known as the uh, five-fold ministry. God has graced them for that. He has anointed them for that. And they just flourish. You see, the grace of God and the gifting of God and the anointing of God is like the, the, there is an environment that you were created to function. And when you step into that environment, you will just flourish effortlessly. It's like a dolphin was created to be in water. If you take the dolphin out of water, it's going to struggle. It's going to suffocate. It's going to struggle to breathe. It's going gonna, it's gonna to have a hard time on land. A beautiful creature, though, if you put it back in water, man, it's going to flourish. It's going to have a good time. And so traditionally, a lot of the church folk believe that the only way to serve God is to uh, do it in the pulpit. But man, nothing could be further from, from the truth. There are different faces and different spheres of influence that we have been all dif uh, called differently to, to, to influence. And, to, and, and it's, a, it's a sad reality uh, if you find yourself misplaced in the, in the wrong thing. And so the one thing we should be doing, all of us, is to ask God uh, what it is that he wants us to do with our lives. Uh, I remember we went to a conference um, two, three years ago before COVID, and Joseph Z said something powerful. He said the greatest uh, um, tragedy in life is when you, 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 you don't live out your purpose. And he said the even greater tragedy than that is when you have money to finance that thing, which is not your purpose. He said it's a greater uh, a tragedy. And so I want to encourage you tonight, just like I encouraged uh, Ben Notman, uh, that, hey, listen, uh, uh, fivefold or being in so-called full-time ministry is not the only way uh, that you can serve God. You know, there are many other faces. There's government, there's business, there's arts and entertainment, there's media, uh, there's education, there's, uh, you know, church. That's the mountain uh, of uh, serving God in the ministry. And, uh, hey, that's, that's my answer. I don't know if you have any, any, yeah. any comment yeah. uh, with regards to that. I know yeah. you are called to yeah. uh, the business world, mm. and uh, just like I am, mm. and I was, and I functioned in that. In fact, I enjoyed that aspect of my calling more than the fivefold, yeah. because I don't have to deal with people. So <laughs> I, I actually like it when I'm just out there dealing with our yeah. business uh, entities and things yeah. of that nature. I don't know if you yeah. want to add to no, that. No, and the awesome thing is, I mean, you know, uh, uh, for me in particular, God has called me into two mountains, really. Yeah. So I'm not only in the marketplace, but I'm also in ministry as well. And that's that's perfectly cool. I mean, I actually want to share a scripture in First Peter 4, verse 10, mm -hmm. um, in the Amplified, actually. And I thought I this is the scripture that it. you were talking about. Yeah. So I thought, let me actually go to this scripture. Yeah. Um, it will really encourage someone, right? So... Um, I'm going to read in the Amplified Classic. It says, as each of you has received a gift. And I love how the Amplified um, amplifies that word gift. It said, a particular spiritual talent, a gracious and, um, divine endowment, right? It says, employ it 
for one another as befits good trustees, in other words, good stewards of God's many-sided grace. Um, in brackets it says, be faithful stewards of the extremely diverse powers and gifts that have been granted to Christians by unmerited favor. So what we begin to see in that passage of scripture, man, we are all gifted. Every single one of us, man, there's not a single person that God created that has not been endowed with a gift of some sort. And the amazing thing is these gifts are so varied, right? They're so diverse. They're so, we're so different. Um, that's the way God made us. He made us all unique. He, he, call, he, he, he uniquely created us to fulfill a very specific purpose, right? So whether that purpose is in ministry, whether that purpose is in the marketplace, whether that purpose is in government and media and arts and entertainment, I mean, wherever it is, we um, as, as Christians, as children of God, one must recognize what those gifts are and begin to use those gifts yeah. wherever God has called us. Okay, mm. so I, I have a gift for, I mean, I love, I love being in the marketplace. I have a gift. I have a gift for numbers, but I have a gift more for, more so for relationships and communication. I love talking. Um, and so, man, God has purposely planted me in this season an amazing role where I really get to use that gift. And man, as we use those gifts, and actually, you know what? Those gifts aren't even ours. Yeah. They're actually God's. Yeah. They're God's gifts. That's why and we're we just stewards, stewards. Of, of God's gifts, right? Amen. Because effectively, God, God uses those gifts to bring glory to his name, to bring Hallelujah. honor to his name wherever he has called us. So anyway, to cut a long story short, man, God has gifted us differently. God has graced us differently. Man, we must go out there and use those gifts, man. Glorify God and wherever he has placed us, man, and, and, and really begin to worship, worship God um, on the mountain that he's called us to. And so that was the answer. Not every single one of us is called uh to the traditionally uh so-called uh, fivefold uh, uh ministry however we can find ourselves uh somewhere in in you know in the plan of god and i think that's awesome yeah. but tonight uh before we get into our teaching we have a short teaching for tonight before we look at other things but uh, uh, I want to encourage you, if you have a question about business, about uh, investing, about uh, relationships, we might as well throw that in there because God has a grace for relationships. Amen. Relationships, work, career, development, growth, uh, even ministry. You Absolutely. know, those of you Amen. who are in ministry, if you have a question around that, hey, please uh, make sure that you uh, drop us an email, uh, admin at faithyourchurch.co.za, and you stand a chance to be featured uh, on this broadcast live you'll get to ask your question live and man we're looking forward to uh hearing from you and so tonight i want to talk a little bit about this you know all great things in life are seemingly uh are upstream all great things in life are seemingly upstream and 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 really the the reason they're upstream is not because god has put them upstream the reason they're upstream is because the kingdom of god functions contrary to our uh, selfish nature contrary to the sin nature and so we really have to get our minds renewed think completely different if we're going to grab a hold of this kingdom that is available uh, uh, for us and to us and it's, it's sad to say that not many in the body of Christ are grabbing a hold of these things that Jesus you know already apprehended uh, for us and so uh, we, we're talking about manifesting this favor of God in your life and making it a reality and the way you do it is going to have to think differently because you know uh, only dead fish really 
uh, just flow, go with the flow. <laughs> uh, 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 you know, salmon, uh, mm. trout, mm. many other fish, they, they swim upstream. Cake. Hey, you know, they swim upstream, they go against the, 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 the current, right? And so that's, in, you know, essentially what God has called us to do as children of God. There's a current that's flowing in one direction. The world thinks contrary to this current. The world thinks contrary to the kingdom of God and to all these things about faithfulness. The world thinks contrary. All these things about serving. Business is an opportunity yeah. to yeah. solve problems while serving your community and things of that nature. And all these things are contrary to how the world thinks. The world is 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 geared to, to, to selfishness and for selfishness. And this is why it's important uh, for you, child of God, to realize that all great things are upstream. You're going to have to decide to swim upstream. There was a gentleman many years ago. He was named... Uh, his name was Charles Yeager. He's the first man to ever fly a plane faster than the speed of, of sound. They call it the supersonic speeds, right? <laughs> and so when he got onto that plane and uh, started approaching the sound barrier, you know, as you speed that thing, you get to over 1,200 kilometers an hour. I mean, this thing is flying, literally. Wow. It's, a, it's a plane, it's supposed to be fly, but now it's flying at different levels, right? It's cutting. <laughs> and he says uh, every time they would approach the sound barrier, everything would start to shake in the yeah. cockpit. Everything is shaking in the cockpit. And so many other pilots would pull back because they feel like, ooh, man, this is too much. Uh, but Charles Yeager on this particular day decided, you know what, I'm going to press through. And that's what it's about, the kingdom of God. If you're going to grab a hold of it, you've got to learn how to press through your career, your purpose. If you're going to leave your, your purpose uh, uh, fully, you've got to learn how to press through barriers. And so Charles Yeager decided he was going to press through barriers, so he kept at it while the things were shaking in the, in the, in the cockpit. And boom! there was a loud sound and it wasn't the plane exploding it was him now going on the other side of the sound barrier and now he was traveling at supersonic speeds the plane was literally flying at a speed faster than the sound the speed of sound and i mean on that other side of the uh, barrier everything was calm and peaceful and it was just enjoyable you could literally put a cup of tea a full cup of tea on the deck and it wouldn't spill because on the other side and that's essentially what happens in our lives when we we are supposed to be a billboard we're supposed to be a testimony of god's power we are supposed to go out into the world and show uh the world and and, and to demonstrate, our job really is to demonstrate what's possible through faith, mm. uh, through perseverance, through having the Holy Ghost living on the inside of us. When we go out into the world, man, we're supposed to demonstrate what's possible. You know, I've been in ministry uh, now at Faith Hill Church as a full-time pastor uh, for, what, seven years seven now? Years and literally at every step of the ministry, we've demonstrated yeah. what's, what hasn't been done before. We've demonstrated what's possible. I mean, in the first three years of the ministry we went on television without a budget mm -hmm. that wasn't possible before we you know just pressed through and you know kind of you know went in there right our 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 job is to demonstrate what's possible through faith that's what god has called Amen. us to do he wants you and i to demonstrate what's possible through faith and it's 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 it's, it's solid and uh, something else that happened is we started writing songs right and when you start writing songs there's something that they call a writer's block 
you know, you write one line, but you can't go beyond that. And, uh, you know, this story of swimming upstream and Charles Yeager becomes an encouragement for all of us who are writing songs. It becomes an encouragement to show us, hey, you can press through this uh, writing, writing block, that melody block. You can pr press through it, and when you find yourself on the other side, but you start writing and downloading things that the Holy Spirit has already written for you. Uh, there was another runner called Roger Bannister. He was the first one to run in 1954. He was 25 years old at the time, a medical student in England. He was the first one to break the most notorious barrier, the four-minute mile. No one had ever written a, ran a four-minute mile before Roger Bannister. And uh, after Roger Bannister ran the four-minute mile, listen to this. Remember, I told you our job is to demonstrate what's possible through faith. And when we demonstrate what's possible through faith, it seems like everybody is going to realize, hey, I can do this too. You know, it doesn't matter the color of my skin, my age, where I come from. All of that falls away when you are a child of God, when you are a person of faith. And our job is to demonstrate that. Listen to this. The day that Roger Bannister cracked the four-minute mile, it only took two months for the next person to run faster than what Roger Bannister has done, had done. And from the time that Roger Bannister uh, broke the four-minute mile, listen to this now, over 1,700 <laughs> people have since run uh, a, a marathon and have done it uh, below the four-minute you know, mile barrier that uh, Roger Bannister uh, broke for the first time. But the day that he broke that, it became a testimony for everybody else of what's possible. And so his victory uh, uh, changed people's lives. His victory made other people realize, hey, this is possible. And so we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, my wife is going to jump on in there and just kind of uh, give us some insight around that same subject. We'll see you on the other side. One of the teachings that have really stuck with me is a teaching by Pastor Tafaraway. He was saying, you don't measure business success by the, the bank balance, the amount of money that you have, but you measure, you should measure your business success by the number of employees that the business is impacting or also the number of families that are directly uh, affected or impacted by your business. The Grace in the Marketplace podcast is back. Tune in every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Central African time, live on all of our social media platforms. See you there. Will you dare to believe God? Will you dare to believe that God is for you? Will you dare to believe that God's promises are for you? Will you dare to believe that nothing is impossible with God? Will you dare to believe that God has more for you? Dare to believe.
most to me was faithfulness because people yeah. tend to give up and they give up far too early. Yeah. But if you remain faithful, the bigger things are coming. Get ready for our Easter weekend services. Our Good Friday service will be happening on Friday the 15th of April at 9 a.m. And on Sunday, the 17th of April, we will be meeting for Resurrection Sunday services at 8 a.m. and at 10 a.m. We will also be taking communion on Resurrection Sunday. Invite your family and friends. For more information, email us at admin at faithalchurch.co.za. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to Grace in the Marketplace. And uh, now we're going to get into a final segment of uh, tonight's show. And uh, man, we, are, we had so many uh, things coming up on this Friday is our Good Friday service. And uh, we want to encourage you to invite a friend, invite a family member and come to church. We're going to be meeting at nine o'clock in the morning and we're going to be talking about uh what jesus did for all of us at the cross and so you don't want to miss that and so uh before we went for a break we were talking about uh you know this that our job is to demonstrate really what's possible through faith and so we talked a little bit about this uh roger bannister the guy who ran the four minute mile and after you ran the four minute mile i mean everybody else saw what was possible through what he did and i mean it changed the the entire you know uh, sphere and trajectory of uh, runners in the coming uh, uh days in the coming months in the mm. coming future and yeah. up until today his record is the one that broke the barrier Man. and so you were about to share something yeah i, want, I was on wikipedia <laughs> yeah and i just wanted to share a few interesting um, facts that i that i came across man it says you know when he broke the the, the when he ran the mile under oh am i looking there when he ran um you know under under four minutes it says his record only lasted just 46 days come on <laughs> it took 46 days for people to realize man we can we can do this right yeah. but i think what's really encouraging um and it actually goes to um the question that ben you know was asking earlier n n very few people know that not only was um roger bannister an athlete but he was also a neurologist mm. and literally as he was training he was also practicing as a junior doctor. Oh, wow. Man, it's possible to be gifted in many um, spheres of influence. It's yeah. possible, you know, to, to, to really be successful um, on, 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 on more than one mountain. Amen. Amen. And so what does it mean practically to swim upstream? What does that mean? Because I'm a practical guy and, I, you know, I like practical things. And so before I came into the ministry, I was in sales. You know, I, I did a little bit of sales. I did a little bit of marketing. By the time I left... You know, the marketplace, I was in uh, senior management. I was a business development director, but I started off in sales uh, many, many years ago, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed sales, and uh, we were a team of four. Mm -hmm. And man, I was one of the top salespeople in that team uh, because I realized, hey, sales is easy. All you've got to do is go an extra mile. Sales is easy. All you've got to do is um, swim upstream. And what did it look like for me? For me, it looked like, you know, after we, we sold the goods, uh, I was working for a company called Nestle, which most of you know, they sell chocolates, they sell, you know, uh, uh, spices, uh, powdered milk, uh, I think. Powdered milk. I mean, it's all kinds <laughs> of dairy products of that they sell. Yeah. And so what I realized was all the other salespeople were just, uh, they stopped being real salespeople who were passionate about driving this thing and going to the next level. They just uh, were order takers. Mm. There was a, there's a difference between an order taker and a real 
uh, sales machine. And so the order takers, the other guys in my team, they would just go and ask the buyers, okay, how many have you sold? How many do you want? And then whatever the figure the buyer would give them, that's what they would write down and bring back to the office uh, for the company to supply. And so I saw a gap in there. I said, man, I'm going to go extra. I'm going to be an excellent uh, a kingdom a child of God here. And so the gap that I saw was, hey, how about going beyond just collecting orders but actually going into the store and looking at the shelves mm. to see what kind of shelving we were getting mm. first of all because if your products are on ankle level most likely nobody is going to pick them if your products are on knee level most likely nobody is going to pick it unless you know it's a well-established brand and uh if your product is at eye level people are most likely going to pick it up and so you know i made a decision i said you know what what i'm going to do is i'm going to go extra and i'm going to talk to my merchandisers and and encourage them to fight for shelving space and i also discovered that there were some products that my other sales team members were just reluctant to sell they, okay. they didn't sell themselves so we had the chocolates those were easy to sell okay. we had the you know spices those were easy to sell but even in the spices lineup there were other spices that were not easy to sell because okay. you know uh, uh, the other sales people just kind of ignored them they would focus on the 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 the, the milk the cow milks yeah. or the, the low-hanging fruit the, the low-hanging fruit that's, that's, that's mm. and so i decided you know what i'm gonna sell the other stuff that is not being wow. sold most uh, by most of the you know sales team and that 20 percent of the stuff that they were not selling started to contribute a lot to my bottom line and so these are some of the things that i did practically as a as a young salesperson to swim upstream you know do better than anybody else i started to invest more in product knowledge uh the more product knowledge that you get you know you understand the benefits of your products man it becomes easy for you to sell it becomes easy uh for you to even uh, uh, um uh, uh answer objections you know the customer is going to bring some objections and say oh well you know i don't think i should get this but when you have product knowledge you're able to actually sell and so this all of this was in my job in my context swimming upstream i don't know what it looks like in your job and in your context but i'm telling you you can go a little further mm -hmm. you can you can do one more thing uh and 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 if you do it consistently that one thing is the one thing that's going to get you to uh, leverage and and become better than your competitors you know it's going to make you uh, stand out like a sore thumb which is what god wants us to do when we go into the marketplace listen you have a grace for hard work you have a grace uh for production you have a grace to do uh, uh, miracles you have a grace to be inventive you have a grace to be innovative you have a grace uh, to be creative it's high time uh, we all start taking advantage of that and so this is what we're going to be talking about amongst many other things and so like I said earlier on man we only three minutes before we wrap it up but like I said earlier on man feel free to ask questions send us an, a question at admin at faithyourchurch.co.za and if your question is picked, hey, we're going to be uh, 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 featuring, we, you may be the one, yeah. lucky one, that we <laughs> feature live on the Grace in the Marketplace Wednesday. Absolutely. And no questions off bounds. Eh? No questions off bounds. Hey, ask us questions about money. 
about career, career about relationships. Because we, we discovered that these talk to each other. Absolutely. When your relationships are messed up, your money is most likely going to be Very messed big. up. When your money is messed <laughs> up. <laughs> There's a close correlation. Oh, man, your two. relationships may be messed up too. And so, hey, get on this show next Wednesday. We are looking forward to hearing from you. This is Tafara Butai, and I am with Chipo Butai, and we both approve this message. And God bless you. We'll talk again next Wednesday at Grace in the Marketplace. Bye-bye.